When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, that's nice. With guest host Ben Lyons. Flow like water, but I'm cold as ice. Yet there ain't nobody hotter. Thought I told you twice. Do you think the Knicks win in your lifetime? Absolutely not. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, college football writer for The Athletic, Andy Staples. Coming up, five-time NBA All-Star and Bucks analyst, Marcus Johnson. Plus, musician Action Bronson. And now, sitting in for Rich... Here's Ben Lyons. Good. It's great hanging out here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. TJ's FaceTiming Wilma Valderrama during the commercial breaks. Not lying. It's amazing. No, he FaceTimed me. I okay, love, love Wilma. He's, he's got the biggest heart in Hollywood. He really does. I, I love catching dude. up with that dude. I say, hey, man, remember that Sundance event I saw you? I got a free washer dryer there. Say, yeah, that's exactly why Robert Redford started the festival. Nothing says independent film like Wilmer Valderrama getting a, a two-in-one spin cycle. <laughs> man, I'm going to miss you guys. Huh? Happy birthday, Brockman. Yeah, Happy man. birthday, TJ. My man, man these my man. two guys. Uh, what a week. Man, what a week. What a week for Marcus Johnson. Right? Oh, a yeah. five-time All-Star. He's the, the, the Bucks legend. He's calling the games for the Bucks. It was just a, a coronation of the history of Bucks basketball, a celebration of, of all the great players who have, who have been a part of, of this franchise. And now to see Giannis on, on, on top of the world, it was incredible this week. It was so much fun to be able to watch these NBA finals. And nothing gave me as much joy with the exception of once a Nick, always a Nick, Bobby Portis being an NBA champion. But nothing gave me as much joy as seeing Marcus Johnson going down the street in Milwaukee with his shirt off, doing the J.R. Smith. Incredible wow. moment. And he's kind enough to join the show right now. We don't know if he, the shirt is still off, but we appreciate you making some time. That was incredible, man. What was going through your mind when you were going down the streets in Milwaukee with no shirt on? Well, you know, it was just kind of a spur of the moment, just going with the flow kind of a thing. But what really happened was that uh, Brandon Jennings, the author of an originator of Bucks and Six, he was uh, like a car ahead of me. And so he was he was slamming beers. He must have slammed about 20 beers. I swear to God, man. It was just, and he was taking his shirt off and throwing it into the crowd. They'd bring him another shirt. He'd put it on. He'd slam a few more beers. So he kind of got me in the spirit, you know, with, with the exception of the slamming beers part. I, I don't drink anymore. I, I could probably out him you know, back in the day. But anyway, so, so I started taking my shirt off, and, you know, it just got good to me. And, and I would slam some, like, Dasani bottled water, but all I can handle at my age. And uh, <laughs> but 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 you know it was it was just a fun time, and uh, we had a ball. I mean I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people they estimated was out there, but the, but it was just nuts, and it was it was so much fun. And, and my family, my wife in particular, had a, had probably more fun than the than the guys and the people who were on the sidelines uh, cheering us on, and ladies and kids and all that. So we had a ball, man. We had, we had a ball. It was great. 
PJ Tucker talked about uh, the team was full of dogs. They just didn't know that they were dogs. Are you a dog? Do you know that you're a dog? Do you need PJ Tucker to help you become a dog? Bow, wow, wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I don't need PJ's help. You know, I'm a dog in my own arena now, just the broadcasting, acting, writing kind of arena. Uh, and just the tenacity to go out there and get it and be tough and get knocked down and knocked back and, and to get up and keep coming, you know. And, and that's what P.J. means. And so P.J., for me, was one of the key acquisitions. And I told John Horstead yesterday on stage uh, as we went to, to uh, uh, the Deer District uh, right after the parade and uh, the, the, the throng of fans. But I told John Horst, look, man, you know, that was a key, bringing in P.J. Of course, Drew Holiday, great acquisition, but – but in terms of this team's edge, PJ gave this. PJ walked on stage with two magnum bottles of champagne, and he's, you know, he's he's swigging, he's spitting, he's he's he he was more. I'm gonna post something on Twitter after we get off the air, man. Old school eight eight eight. He was more animated talking to Jeff Teague than, than he was playing. I mean, he was just out of his mind. But but what a great great guy. Talked to his mom uh, at the uh, championship celebration in the locker room and I just got a lot of respect for him because you know he understands his role better than anybody maybe in NBA history and he didn't get out of his role he does what he does and he relishes doing what he does to perfection Marcus Johnson joins the show he might still have his shirt off after the Milwaukee Bucks parade Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show uh such a crazy scene out there it's an incredible story, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks winning an NBA championship. You uh, have a special place, of course, in your heart for Milwaukee, having been an all-star there for many years. So what's it been like for you to connect with the older fans, the ones who have been through the, the rebuilds and, and the terrible seasons and the losing and the getting close and the conference finals and all the, the moments throughout the history of Milwaukee Bucks basketball? What's it been like for you to connect with some of those diehard older fans who are getting to experience this? Well, and I just give you kind of a, a, an example of what, what epitomizes that. So my broadcast partner, Jim Paskey, 35 years as a Milwaukee Buck announcer. I got there uh, after the championship years, obviously. And then I'll tell you, went through some lean years in Milwaukee. Um, he contracted COVID-19 a couple of weeks ago, still dealing with the center. So he couldn't participate in any of this. I mean, how, how, how cruel is fate mm. for, for, for having that happen to him? But Giannis wears a T-shirt with a heart on one side and Jim Paschke's image on the other. Every fan, this is to answer your question, but all the fans uh, who were from my era, the older fans, were like, do it for Jim, do it for Jim. But, but, it's, but it's such a strong connection because, as you mentioned, this franchise has seen some, some good teams. I mean, Michael Red, uh, Ben Baker got to the conference semifinals. Michael Red, those guys, I think they got to the – They've gotten to the finals or were a bucket short against the Sixers one year, whatever it was. So it's been a lot of close calls along with my, my era with the, with the Larry Bird and the Dr. J, Sixers and Celtics, we could never get, get past. And so it was just a, it was a vicarious kind of a thrill to be able to experience this with, this with these guys. And when I was on stage with the guys, this is kind of how it really felt. I mean, I just took I took a seat in the back, Darvin Ham and, and, and Chris Middleton, some of the other two people were like, Come on up, you know, come on up on within the front with us and, and I just no, no, I just want to sit back, let you guys enjoy the moment, but just allow me to be a part of it. And that's kinda how you know, that that's the epitome of kinda how the older fans feel. This is your time, young fellows. But man, we sure are enjoying the moment and thank you for that. Marcus Johnson joins the show, Milwaukee Bucks analyst. 
I like to introduce him as the father of Josiah Johnson, the king of NBA Twitter. You can follow Josiah, of course, at King Josiah 54 What was it like to experience the NBA Finals with your son? I know you guys had a chance to go out to a couple games together. Had a great time. Josiah came out. Uh, his good buddy and creative partner, uh, Michael Starberry, uh, the, the, they, they, they joined us in Milwaukee. My oldest son, Chris, was there. That was for game uh, three. Then Chris stayed over for game four. And then I went out to Vegas to see my daughter win the AAE National Championship for 11 and under. Then we came back, my daughter and my, my, my youngest son, and uh, my, my second youngest son, Mariah, he was on the Baldwin Hills TV show, whatever, back a few years back. But then we also we all were there for game six, the clincher uh, in Milwaukee. And so we were back in the locker room in the champagne celebration. I mean, man, it was, I mean, you know, to experience that with, you, with your kids. And again, that's all. I posted all that stuff on Twitter. It's it just such a, such a, just a, a monumental kind of a moment, and and, and and I know in my life it is, and I, I can imagine something that they would just never ever forget, being able to to experience all that stuff. Be on, be on, you know, be on the basketball court, down courts. The Bucks made sure that we had access to everything. We were there courtside with Adam Silver and and and, and, and Malika Andrews talking to Chris and talking to Yana. We're right there. We're experiencing everything, and it was just uh, one of those moments, man. That I'm so glad my wife flew out for the parade. She was gonna pass on that and she was like I don't know what I was thinking she had so much fun at that parade so just to experience that with the family it's, it's what it's all about man just to be able to share in the moment and share these kinds of lasting memories man that uh, that will be indelibly indelibly imprinted on on the consciousness of my kids minds forever Marcus you've been a Hollywood guy for a long time now you've had a lot of success in film and TV as a writer producer as well what if I pitch you a story about a kid from Greece who used to sell trinkets on the street, who 10 years later came to the United States and became a basketball god? Would you believe it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, probably not. You know, you had to share a pair of shoes with his older brother because they couldn't afford two pairs, so they got one pair, and, they, and, and two or three of them shared those shoes together. Um, mom and dad did the tremendous job they did. Dad passes away uh, at a young age uh, three or four years ago of a heart attack unexpectedly. And, 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 you know, and all this kind of stuff just happens for this family. Two brothers, those two brothers that, that shared those pair of shoes on the same team this year, able to share this moment together. I mean, it is such a, a wonderful, wonderful American success story. And then you top it all off with Giannis Kubo being as, 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 as humble. You know, you know he's, he's got ego. Don't get me wrong. He's, not, he, he's got ego. You don't have that kind of greatness to not have ego. But, but he is such a, a wonderful person, genuine person to be around. And it's a story that's going to get made. I, you know, I, I try to, I try to talk him into letting uh, a friend of mine, Michael Starbury, Josiah's buddy, uh, a great writer, uh, write write the story. But he had already gotten somebody on board to handle that for him. But you know, they're in the process now of trying to make make that story. And what a fitting, not the end of it this season, but but it's one of the climaxes of his his life of his career. And uh, so just just beautiful the way this thing has worked out. Fifty years since since he won a championship, he drops fifty exactly in the closeout game. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Marcus, we got the birthday boys in studio here, Chris Brockman and TJ Jefferson, trying to put down what we now affectionately call the Giannis, which is a 50-piece of nuggets and half Sprite, right. half lemonade, and they're not even getting through 10 or 20, <laughs> let alone a 50-piece. <laughs> yeah, and Marcus, it's not going down well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate, I, appreciate, I appreciate the thought, but uh, the execution is going to be really, really tough. Man. That's, a lot of, <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of nuggets, man. That's too many nuggets. 
now that the parade's over, there is a flight that is leaving Milwaukee today, a direct flight to Tokyo, and it's got Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton on it. A very uncomfortable flight, I would imagine, for Devin, as Drew and Chris probably still smell like champagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what well, was it? You know, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, like, you know, what was it about those two Olympians that you just enjoyed watching throughout this entire Bucks run? Well, all three of them, really. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed Devin too. Don't, don't don't get it twisted. I mean, Devin was, I mean, he was just superb uh, for for most of the playoffs. Kind of cooled off a bit in that game six, but uh, Drew and 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 Chris, obviously, it was game five um, in Phoenix. Yeah, that was the game, you know, and that was the game that you know Drew took over in that second quarter. Chris took over in that third, you know, and 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 they've done it all throughout the playoffs, even though Drew. At one point, had the lowest effective field goal percentage of any player uh, with, with a certain minimum of field goal attempts. So he was struggling to knock down shots. But I, I told his pops, I was like, "Look, Sean, man, Drew, I'm loving what Drew's bringing to the table. He, you know, he's gonna hit his shot at some point. But even if he doesn't, what he's doing defensively and distributing the basketball and and his physicality on the court. And then Chris Middleton, you know, he's another great story. He's a, he's a guy that was, you know, you know, unheralded coming out of college, second round pick, went to the G League, a throw in." in the deal from Detroit that uh, that brought him to Milwaukee. And here he is, a two-time All-Star and NBA champion. So I, I, I'm so uh, just elated for him to have the kind of success he's had. See, this championship is going to, going to really help a lot of these guys in terms of feeling so good about themselves and where they belong in a pantheon of, of NBA greatness that it's going to have you know residual positive after effects for years to come. Uh, you know, career and post career for these guys. So it's just a monumental accomplishment that uh, that has so many benefits concurrently uh, uh, and down the road. Milwaukee Bucks analyst and five time NBA All Star Marcus Johnson joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. You never know what rumors to believe in Hollywood, Marcus. You never know what's true. You hear whisperings about projects, but I've been I've been hearing about a project in the works for a long time. It's a it's a spinoff of White Man Can't Jump with Raymond. It's a Raymond sequel. Where's Raymond right now in his career? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know that's what. Uh... It's funny that we were going on the parade route, and it was so many. Raymond, is that you? You know, there was so many of that, that those kinds of comments going on. But you know, but even seriously, I thought it was Blake Griffin. Somebody was trying to get that sequel going, but hadn't gone anywhere. But no, they ought to go ahead and flip that thing and make it about Raymond, man. The life of Raymond and what he's doing now, and and uh, you know, I can I can give some narration and be old school Raymond to get a young Raymond to kind of do some flashbacks, and we can get a cracking man. We can get this cracking. I see. I see it. Raymond maybe dedicated his life to a higher power, to faith. Yeah. He's gone down the the, the straighter he, path right now, but his he, demons he, keep you know, calling he, him he, back. He, he's sober. He's he's spiritual right now, but he's still got that edge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, 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 but you you don't want to mess with Raymond. Still, you know, he still got that edge. He still carries that blade, though. You know, carry that blade in the name of the Lord. But <laughs> Marcus Johnson joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Hey, Marcus, I just uh, this is TJ here. I just had a quick question for you. Um, Michael Jordan, widely recognized as the greatest basketball player of all time, had your picture hanging up in his dorm room at North Carolina. And I'm sure you've probably talked about it a million times, but never here on the Rich Eisen Show. I just want to know what that felt like, knowing that the guy who millions of basketball fans around the earth adored had you on his wall. Well, look, and I'll tell you a quick story. We shoot the movie Space Jam, and, and 
he invited a bunch of the UCLA kids out. My son Chris was one of them. So I was hanging out with them every day on the, on the Space the Space Jam uh, bubble or whatever it was, uh, along with Barkley and Grant Hill and Jawan Howard and Dennis Rodman, just one of the greatest runs in history. So we're playing a little three-on-three. Dean Kane, Superman, is, is on one team, and me and Michael and everybody's playing. After we get through playing, or, or, or game point, I think I catch it inside, and I do a little dunk. So Michael's like, Hey, old man. Hey, old man. Don't be trying to dunk out here. Don't be trying to dunk out here. You're too old. You never did that when you played. You never did that when you played. I looked at Michael. I said, man, whatever I did when I played, you had my poster on your wall in, in college, brother. So I must have been doing something right. <laughs> and he just he just got all just embarrassed and blushing. Oh, you right, you right about that. I loved your game, man. I loved your game in college. So, yeah, that gave me a chance to kind of one-up Michael. And how, how many people can say that, that you can one-up Michael Jordan, you know? And so that, that's, always been, that's always been a highlight of my, of my summer somewhat pedestrian life, you know, just being able to one-up Michael Jordan. So, yeah, it's all good. That's what's up. It's been an incredible basketball journey, and it's going to be a fun summer, I would imagine, for everybody that's part of the Bucks family. Marcus, we appreciate you putting on a shirt and joining the show. Oh, anytime, man. It's all good, man. I'm still, I'm still on still on, I'm on cloud 10. Forget about cloud 9. I'm still up there on cloud 10, man, and I don't want to come down, but it's been beautiful. Send Josiah my best. We appreciate you jumping on the show, man. Will do, man. Thank you, Ben. Marcus Johnson. Marcus. Five-time NBA All-Star, shirtless at the parade. Hell yeah, <laughs> That's man. amazing. What a, what a great story, too, just dunking on Michael Jordan right? in the Space Jam bubble. Those runs were, were absolutely legendary. Marcus Johnson. Good stuff. You know, he dunks on his birthday every year still. This is uh, at Old School 88 for the folks watching on Peacock. Uh, he dumps. He dunks on on his birthday. He's in his sixties now, throwing it down. That's this year with the Still mask on. Still That's fantastic. In his All Star jersey, by the way, a nice flex. <laughs> fantastic. Got a wonderful cactus in the backyard there, Southern California so living. Awesome, Marcus dude. Johnson. Wow. Good stuff. The Good show stuff, rolls man. on. We got Action Bronson in about an hour. Oh, looking forward to Bam Baklava. He's a beautiful <laughs> man. He's got the calves of Anthony Bonner and the mustache of Don Mattingly. I'm so excited to have Action Bronson on the show. I got a Tom Brunanski story coming up next. You don't want to <laughs> okay. miss it. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I'm here with Lori Hernandez, two-time uh, medal winner at uh, the 2016 Rio Olympics. For the television audience that's going to stick around, would you mind teaching me the most basic gymnastics maneuver absolutely. that you know of? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because we discussed this before the show, Chris Brockman and I, and Chris, you suggested cartwheel yeah, is the most a, basic. Yeah, cartwheel is pretty basic. That is not basic. Um, A cartwheel... Come on, no. It's a car wheel's pretty basic. Yeah. What do you mean pretty, ba- pretty that, basic? Because that involves that involves balance, strength, and the ability to not kill oneself. There is a landing yeah. that must be stuck. The, isn't there a maneuver that does not require a landing you that's do, to be stuck? Well, I mean, if you what? don't stick it, then it's not enough. Yeah, Rich, Rich uh, need I remind you, you fell off a skateboard once with Tony Hawk. I know um, that. Well, I, but I, without hurting myself, by the way. I, you know what? I stuck I think, that landing. Why don't we try handstand? That's not as bad. I think, right? that, I think that's I think that's way harder that, than a cartwheel. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that require some sort of upper body? I mean, I yeah, do Lord, push-ups a lot. assuming we have a solid core that we're working yeah. with well, here. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? We could do... Why don't I teach you like a gymnastics landing? Like I'll, a proper landing. I will do that. I, I will I do think, that. I, will, I think look, you can handle here's the whole landing. Thing, here's the whole thing is I'm going to be in your capable hands when we come back from break <laughs> for the television audience. But the radio audience, if I'm not here, you'll know something very, very terribly wrong happened. You'll be in fine. The, okay, thank you. All right, Lori, uh, you're about to teach me. What are you about to teach me that is the most basic gymnastics maneuver you think I can handle as a 48-year-old man with children? <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to properly land a skill. Okay. and how, Just the finish. Okay. Just to finish? Just to finish. How do I do that? What are we okay. supposed to do? So first, for the most part, every skill lands like this. You land on two feet, bent legs. You want to put your arms kind of in front of you, you know. Okay. Yeah, yep, like that. Feet together, that's a deduction. There you go. Wow. Wow, then, like, it's like you're from East Germany over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm a Jersey girl. It's the okay. same thing. Okay, uh, And then you want to finish like this. Nice fingers. Yeah, like there you go. That? Yep. One back. Oh, One. wait, but that... No more. Higher. <laughs> okay, like, like that? Um... Sure. You, you did. <laughs> You're right. natural. What do I, should, should I jump off? Like, like oh, this. No. I'm going to jump yes. off this. Oh, no. this and land on the Rich Eisen Show symbol. Wrong. All right. Uh, I will watch my head. Watch my head. The okay. Brockman, just so you know. So feet together, plant, and then like feet that. Feet together. Feel, you know, keep your knees bent when you land. Okay. okay. Absorb into the ground. Okay. Here we go. I believe in you. You're natural. Oh, here I go. You Is there music it. for this, Mike? Please, play the music. Here we go. Yes, 
little Shaheen Holloway uh, reference here in the uh, commercial break on the Rich Eisen Show. Love that. <laughs> ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. The show rolls on. Marcus Johnson, what a, what a good character in the NBA. The NBA is filled with so many unique personalities, guys with wild life experiences. Wild life experiences. Marcus man. Johnson, he's so Hollywood, too. I love it. So show business <laughs> in the best yeah, sense. I mean, he was an assistant coach. Uh, for Western U and Blue Chips mm-hmm. with Nick Nolte. Like, come on. You know, we asked uh, we asked Marcus about a Raymond spinoff, a Raymond prequel from White Man Can't Jump. Where's Raymond now, 30 years later? Uh, and, and it got us thinking about, you know, other characters from films that we love, uh, from TV shows. You mentioned Blue Chips. There's been rumblings of a Blue Chips 2 for... Uh, many years. Apparently, Tony will pass TV this time. <laughs> and uh, I tweeted out yesterday at I am Ben Lyons. We need a Teddy KGB prequel. The same way we're getting a Tony Sopranos prequel. Uh, you know, Sopranos prequel. Yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah. a Teddy KGB look to the cookie. Like, how did he become obsessed with cookies? You know, I think where did he, he learn the game? An 18 year old, uh, you know, Russian mob guy, mobster playing an underground poker games in in uh, Moscow in the 1970s. That sounds like a good show. Yeah, when you think about, you know, everyone's been bugging. Uh, our good friend comes on the show, Brian Koppelman and David Levine. They're doing billions right now. They've done a bunch of other cool stuff. When you think about that rounders world, they get bugged about a sequel. A sequel. What's Mike McDee and Worm up to right now? I am less interested in that than I am about a Teddy KGB prequel. When you think about the world of rounders, the possibilities and the places you could go with, like you said, a 70s, 80s, like, how does Teddy KGB come to land in New York City in an underground poker room with all these giant Russian, like, brutes around him? Like, unbelievable. Come how did he come up with his money? How did he come up with the idea for the poker chip? Like, like his logo, like, let's go. Yeah, let's no, it go. sounds tremendous. He's set, tremendous. So in the, the backdrop of the Cold War. Yeah. You know, in the fall of the Soviet Union, you got a lot of social political things going on Absolutely. with Teddy. Who's Teddy's sister? Who are his parents? Yes. There's a lot of questions that Not you can explore. Like, I would watch like three seasons of that show. Like, like, let's go. Who plays Teddy, though? If you thought the, the scene in the, uh, in the bathhouses of that Viggo Mortensen movie were, were terrifying. Right. right. Remember that one? Uh, the name, of course, escapes me, but I think he was nominated Eastern Promises. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like a whole TV show of Eastern Promises with Teddy KGB. With, like, poker as, like, cool, right. kind of the, t- the, t- uh, the glue that holds it all together. I'm totally in on That'd that. That'd be solid. Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. Happy birthday to, uh, to Brockman. You're part of the 723 Club yeah, as well. Yeah, I am part huh? of the 723 Club, along with shout-out Woody Harrelson, Monica Lewinsky, the dude who played Harry Potter. Daniel uh, Radcliffe's birthday today? Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Oh, man, uh, I love that dude. I, I, I once uh, saw that dude naked on stage with a horse. Whoa. Hey, pause. Wait, what? Wait, what? With a horse? Like what? Equus. You ever seen the play Equus? No. Nomar Garcia Parra, the great (laughs) Dodgers legend Don Drysdale, and young young up-and-comer and and future NBA superstar DeAndre Ayton. Shout out to the 723 Club. DeAndre Ayton, the third best center in the NBA right now. Behind? Jokic and Joel Embiid. Had a great playoff run. Dueled with Jokic. 
Played solid for the Suns throughout. He's going to come up for an extension. DeAndre no, I, Ayton didn't I think, get the attention that Trey Young and Luka got in that draft. I think Carl Anthony Towns might have something to say about that. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns? DeAndre yeah, Ayton just kind of ran think, out of wait, gas. You think DeAndre Ayton's better than, uh, not as good as Carl Anthony Towns? I think Cat's better overall, yeah. Maybe right now, but maybe in two years. I'll I mean, are we DeAndre forgetting Aiden. how good Carl Anthony Towns is at basketball? I'm not a big Anthony Towns like uh, superstar supporter. I think that he puts up great numbers, but I wouldn't want him on my team. I feel like a change of scenery would do him well. I feel like getting out of that Minnesota situation, well uh, it hasn't yeah. really worked out when it was kids there and Jimmy and Wiggins and just move on, I think. You're talking to somebody who should probably join up with Dame in Portland. It's Carl Anthony Towns. I haven't heard that one anywhere. How does that happen? I'd like to see that. Some package for CJ somehow. Let's just work work that out somehow and make it happen. I think 25 and 11? Four dimes a game? Like, come on. Yeah, he's got handles too. He's definitely a better offensive player than than DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Didn't see this on the rundown today. DeAndre Ayton and Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> no. matchup. Did you mention Marlon Wayans in the 17th? Yeah, Marlon Wayans in the 73 Club. And oh, Slash. Man. Slash, the glove, Gary Payton. We got a yeah. nice little crew. Uh, Is Tom Brunanski part of the 723 Club? No? Bruno? Tom Brunanski, all mustache team, all 90s mustache team. I'll tell you a Tom Brunanski story that really sums up sort of my history as a sports fan, lets you sort of know the household I grew up in that uh, helped me become the sports fan that I, that I am today. I, I've affectionately talked about my father many times this week and, and how he's such a big Red Sox fan. And I think you'll really appreciate this, Brockman. Yeah. This is the summer of Morgan's magic. Remember Joe Morgan coached the Red Sox? He's their manager. Not the Cincinnati Reds' Joe Morgan, but as my father affectionately refers to him, our Joe Morgan. Yeah, right? Right. So he's the manager at the time, and my dad was good friends with Joe Morgan. Still is to this day. And we went for early hitting. This is the time at the ballpark before batting practice. Right. So batting practice usually around 5.30. This is around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm the only person in Fenway who doesn't have a jersey on. I'm 10 wow. years old. That's amazing. Running up and down the right field, left field line, getting foul balls. This is a kid's dream. I mean, how lucky am I? Boom, hear the crack of the bat. I turn, left field line. Next thing I know, there's a Tom Brunanski line drive in my stomach. Oh, no way. You could see the stitches of the ball on my chest. It missed my spleen by half an inch. I'm 10 years old. I drop, boom. Jeff Reardon, Dennis Lamp, Roger Clemens are running wind sprints in the outfield. They see a 10-year-old impaled by a line drive. They stop working out. They jump the fence. Help, help. A 10-year-old just been hit with a baseball. Wow. The wind's knocked out of me. They send the stretcher down the left field line. Everyone stops what they're doing. I'm okay. I'm shaking up. I'm I'm crying. Brunanski jumps the fence, gives me the bat, making sure that he didn't kill a kid in the stands. (laughs) That's insane. Dr. Foley, love Dr. Foley, Red Sox doctor. Gives me an ice pack. Ah, you'll be fine, kid. Put an ice pack on it. There's a, there's a photo on Peacock. Look at look how much I love sports. The Jose Canseco wow. hat, the Charles Barkley shirt at the Red Sox game. This by the kid's way, just fired up. By the way, I had that hat. The ones with the autographs on it. Yeah, I also the have a Canseco Ken- hat. I also have a Ken Griffey Jr. one just like See it. the ice pack on my chest, the friendship bracelet on my wrist. Just peak 80s. What a great time in sports, by the way, the 1980s. <laughs> That's amazing. Tom Brunanski, a mustacheless Brunanski mustache, at the time. The way, we still have the bat he gave me. But the story continues. It wow. wasn't just that I was hit by a foul ball and the guy gave me his bat. No, that would be pedestrian. We stayed at the game. 
most fathers would take their 10-year-old who might have internal bleeding to a professional doctor. <laughs> but my father thought it was a good idea to continue to stay at the ballpark. And we were lucky that night to have seats by the dugout. Joe Morgan's throwing me ice packs in between innings. <laughs> And down go the Red Sox, one, two, three. We'll be back for the top of the fourth as they throw Ben an ice pack sitting by the dugout. The game goes 15 innings. No way. Again, probably wouldn't keep a 10-year-old who might, not, who might have internal bleeding at the game. Probably wouldn't keep a normal 10-year-old at the game 15 so innings long. on a July night. Jack Clark hits his third home run of the evening yeah. at around 1.17 in the morning. Yeah, he does. A walk-off from Jack Clark, home run number three. We leave the game. The next day, my mother finds out about what happened at the ballpark where her firstborn was impaled by a Tom Brunansky line drive. It's the only time for my parents' 48-year marriage that I remember them fighting. It's the only time that I thought, oh, well, something's going on with mom and dad. The most loving couple, supportive. But my mom gave my father, and rightfully so, the business that day. And then about 10 years later, I'm at Mustangs on 2nd Avenue on the Upper East Side. I see Roger Clemens. I go up, introduce myself. Hey, how are you, Roger? He goes, let me see your stomach. Do you still have the bruise from the ball on <laughs> your chest? He said that to you? He remembered, because... When else does a 10-year-old yeah. almost die during early hitting at the oh game? Of course gosh. he remembered. So I showed him my stomach, which uh, <laughs> did not have the stitches of a Rawlings baseball on it like it did 10 years earlier. And that's my Tom Brunansky story. I live to tell the tale. It wow. kind of sums up my father's relationship with the Red Sox and compared to the health of his, uh, <laughs> his only son. I found the article, Ben. That was August 1st, 1991. Jack, Jack Clark. Hit a walk-off in the 14th. 14th inning. Ah, see, the story gets embellished over time. two outs in the 14th as yeah. Boston beat Oakland 11-10. to 10. Yeah, there you go. An all-timer <laughs> at Fenway with Bruno. I'd love to chat with Tom Brunanski sometime, get his thoughts on that. that he remembers that. Tom, do you remember almost killing me? My dad said, uh, he came up to me, he said, Ben, you had a glove? You were getting autographs on your glove? You heard the crack of the bat? Why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you react? Dad, he's hitting 220. I didn't know he could reach me. That's <laughs> what I said at the time. Man, I got a lot of great stories from pounding around with my dad at Fenway over the years. Uh, I remember awesome. being at the urinal in the press booth as I think like a 10 or 11 year old. And in walked Mr. October. Wow. Reggie Jackson. Just one of the great sluggers in the history of the game. The other day in the home run hitting contest when Pete Alonzo said, I'm the greatest slugger in the game. I was like, you ain't Reggie Jackson. Like, <laughs> that's a slugger, right? Reggie Jackson's at the urinal next to me. I'm 11 years old. Hey, kid, who's your favorite player? <laughs> well, Mr. Jackson, I wasn't old enough to see you play, but I love Wade Boggs. Reggie looks to his friend to the left. Hey, Wade Boggs freaking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed. Crushed. Wade By the way, Wade Boggs probably hit 370 that year. Yeah, Wade Boggs had 200 hits, 30 doubles, 56 beers on the flight. <laughs> ate nothing but chicken. Went for wind sprints every game at 717. Reggie Jackson. Hey, kid, Wade Boggs freaking sucks. <laughs> Wade Boggs, <laughs> my favorite player. Wade Boggs in 1991 hit 332. <laughs> I was a ba I was at a basketball camp as a kid. You guys remember Tate George? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I hit a big shot in the NCAA UConn. tournament. Of yeah, UConn. Tate George lecturing at basketball camp. How many of you kids think you're going to make the NBA? 
gym full of sweaty 10-year-olds. Every single <laughs> hand goes up. Let me tell you hey, something. Hey, George says, every hand that's in this gym that's in the air right now is not making the NBA. Thanks for that inspiration, hey, Tate. Welcome to my camp. Here's, yeah, here's yeah take that $2,500 and go play uh, Keno down the street. <laughs> Thanks, Tate. You guys have any stories uh, from sort of realizing yeah. that your sports heroes maybe weren't the Avengers that you thought they were, maybe weren't the superheroes that you immortalized? I could tell you the story of Clarence Weatherspoon hitting on my girlfriend at a nightclub. We could talk <laughs> about that. Do you, are there any stories you guys have where your athletes became mere mortals? Man, I guess, <laughs> I guess in a weird way I was lucky enough to not have those types of interactions. I remember being disappointed when I heard someone cursed. When I, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, he curses? Ugh, I don't love you anymore, Jose Canseco. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, well, yeah follow him, that, follow, on, follow him on Twitter. He says lots, a lot oh, more yeah. than bad words. Yeah, I know. And I mean, <laughs> I mean great, illusions of grandeur when you're eight. You know what I mean? Like Canseco getting another shout-out on the show. We talked about him in the production meeting today. Some say I, Gilbert Arenas, the uh, NBA's version of Jose Canseco. <laughs> You guys aren't going to let me play? Well, then none of you guys are going to play. I'm just taking my ball and burning this thing down. Yeah. I remember a, a funny Bill Buckner story that I had just, oh. it, it was, I don't know. It could have been anywhere from second to sixth grade. I don't, can't really remember, but we took a field trip to Pittsburgh and we're, we're at Three River Stadium and they take us to the dugout and we're standing there and we're allowed to kind of, you know, mill around and the Pirates are playing the Cubs. And I've got this yellow Pirates batting glove. And me being me, because I've always been like this, I you put me on the field, I see Bill Buckner and Larry Boa having a catch. I stroll right up to the two of them and ask them, hey, could you sign my glove? And Larry Boa signs, and I go up to Bill Buckner, and he looks at me, and he looks at the dugout, and he sees my entire class of like 30 kids. He goes, I'm not signing for all these kids. <laughs> and, I went, and I turn around and said, I, I said, I think I'm the only one who's not afraid to come up here. And he was like, all right. So he signed the glove and gave it to me, and him and Boa went back to having a catch. And, and then mean, a few years later, he gave me one of my greatest sports memories of all time as an 86 Mets fan. So thank you. Oh, man. I told you my, so my memory yeah, of so that so event bad. the other day was my dad passed out in the shower. Mom, Disney dad's World. asleep in the shower. He set up 27 muscle men and he was knocking them down one by one. All my muscle men action figures. Uh -huh. My father had a whole table and he swears to this day in Frontierland in Orlando, there is one muscle man that is still standing <laughs> on that desk. On that table. Passed out in the shower. Mom, dad's passed out in the shower. He's asleep. Bill Buckner, Buck, to his credit, came back to play for the Red Sox again, I believe, yeah, after, yeah. after that happened in 86. Bill Buckner, in Bill Buckner should be in the Hall of Fame, let's be honest. Well, the Brockman Hall of Fame has such different uh, credentials yeah, just, yeah, than any other Hall of Fame. I mean, you're right. You can't tell the story of baseball without Bill Buckner. You actually Buckner, can't. So. There he goes. Yeah. Also, never struck out three times in a single game. Lifetime 300 hitter. Almost 3,000 hits. Bill Buckner, Hall of Famer. But remembered for one thing. Wow, Bill Buckner had almost 3,000 hits? Yes. That's impressive. That used to be one of those holy grail numbers in baseball, right? Oh, it still is, I think. 3,000 3, hits yeah. might still be the last holy grail. I guess maybe it's the last holy grail number. 300 wins, it's no, pretty much exist. done. No one's 500 home runs, yeah. I mean, that's... You know, that's everybody now. 2,700 That's everybody who hits. plays against Kenley Jansen and the Dodgers. <laughs> you guys, what was that last night? I will say that was uh, ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but I will say Kenley Jansen kind of got screwed. The Dodgers got hosed last night. Uh, it should have been a called strike three uh, on a not a check swing. First base umpire wasn't having it. Dave Roberts immediately tossed 
And then Jansen, you know, proceeded to give up a two-run single right after that. But Dodgers got hosed, but they do have a closer problem. I don't think Kenley can be the closer going forward. I was, I was having dinner last night in Malibu in a restaurant that it looked like it had half the real housewives of every TV show at, at, <laughs> eating $45 chicken paillard, and I heard this scream from the bar, and I thought a Vanderpump had dropped a martini, but instead it was Kenley Jansen giving up another home run. It's like... You really ran the gamut with your with your meals yesterday. Yeah, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you went to, from Rocco's to <laughs> Rocco's and Culver City Rocco's to, to Lucky's, making the rounds. Huh? <laughs> it's like I'm I'm like picking up uh, the 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 bets from the numbers. I went to Rocco's and went to Lucky's, <laughs> making my exactly. rounds last night. Oh, the Dodgers didn't cover. Where's oh, lines? Yeah. He's running numbers he's right now. Running, yeah. yeah, you notice there's one of us who's not eating this Giannis piece in the studio here today. <laughs> Mine's getting cold. Yeah, that's that's right. That's two in a row though for Kenley. So that's a real issue going on. Yeah, that's honestly like baseball. I really feel like is the one sport you have to find the moments of magic, the things to rally around because yeah. the game it's such a grind. It's every day. And for the for the San Francisco Giants to take three out of four from the Dodgers in L.A., commanding first-place lead, that's big for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, the opposite end of that spectrum was last night in Fenway Park. I'm sure your dad texted you about it. It was in a ridiculous game. Suddenly, Boston can't score any runs against the Yankees all of a sudden, about to lose their third straight to the Bombers after winning the first seven to begin the year. Kike Hernandez has an amazing at-bat after... Alex Verdugo and Bobby Dahlback get on base. Boom. Tie game 3-3. Miraculous 10th inning win after the Yankees score one in the top half. Just tremendous. And, like, those types of things, not that the Red Sox season needs turned around by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something they've done all year is come from behind and win games. And just another one against your rival. That's propels you and helps bury them. It was awesome last night. What goes in the the end-of-the-year highlight tape? When you, if the Red Sox win the World Series oh and they gosh. make a documentary about the season, you have to have moments like last night right. to fill out the tape. Yeah, so and you're looking for so those many as a of those, fan. and it's only late July. So, got Action Bronson calling in in a little bit, about 40 minutes or, or, or so away from Bam Baklava. Very much looking forward to talking to that beautiful man. The Olympics begin tonight, live from Tokyo on NBC. Plus, stream the biggest moments from the games right here on Peacock. You can get live coverage, original series, daily highlights replays and more when you sign up go to peacocktv.com slash olympics to get started shouts out to my buddy salama masakela going to be covering the surfing over in tokyo looking forward to that we'll talk a little olympics next ben lyons in for rich on the rich eisen show hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me i need a good night's sleep because if i don't have one just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. How did you get into uh, beach volleyball? How did you yeah. get into that to begin with? You know, I grew up in Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, I went to Stanford playing indoor volleyball my whole entire life from when I was a baby in Santa Cruz till I was at Stanford. I avoided beach volleyball because I looked like an idiot. Like I was so ashamed of my skills. I felt good indoor. Um, but I played in the indoor Olympics in 2000 mm-hmm. and then I didn't want to go play in Europe. And so Misty May trainer, Misty May at the time, yes. was looking for a new partner. Mm-hmm. She was my idol. And I said, I might as well put my ego in check and go give it a tryout. And that one tryout changed my life. I met my future husband that day and I met my future partner who had changed, I swear to God. So who's the best athlete that's not technically a beach volleyballer that you've been around who's tried it and who could be really damn good at it? Oh. Have you ever been around like another basketball player or somebody else? I mean, well, here in the South Bay, you know, Luke Walton plays a lot. Um, the Blake head coach Griffin. of the Los Angeles yes. Lakers. What do you yeah, mean? He's they, a they smart, play, what do they, you mean? He they, loves the sport. So they're down, I don't know what street they play on, but they're playing all the time. We used like to pick, have... Like pickup? Yeah, I mean, they get their buddies out there. We used to have TNV, Tuesday Night Volleyball. And Luke TNV. would be out there, Pete Carroll would be out there, and all of our friends. Richard Jefferson plays, you know, here in the South Bay. Okay. So, you know, all the NBAers. Like, when they retire, they should come out to our sport they and should. grace us because they're so physical, obviously. Well, so hold on a second. Pete Carroll was out there? Yeah, we'd play right in front of his house in Hermosa, and Glenna, his wife, would come out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a good time. That was when my boys were young. I haven't done it in years. So, so. no kidding. So, sunsetting. Yes. You're, oh, you're out glorious. there in Hermosa, yeah. glistening over the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. And then all of a sudden, Pete Carroll's wife comes out with some, <laughs> like, some. We played six on six. She was back row, uh, uh-huh. superstar. Mm-hmm. She was really good about the mindset and the enthusiasm. Um, yeah, and we'd have like these special, it always felt like there was a celebrity athlete guest. <laughs> you know, we had some track stars come out. and Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Our sport is for everyone, you know. But I really do like when the ball, basketballers come out and play. I know that and like all the NHLers who live in the South Bay and the Kings, they love our sport too. Right. It's like the ultimate cross training plus the ultimate lifestyle. Right. You know. And it's a blast. It's a blast. We need to get you out there. I would. Well, I just don't know if I have the the hops. Well, then you Carrie. just have to be craftier. Well, I mean, there's I mean, always workarounds. How can I be craftier? Is it a? Well, is it, you might get my service game going or something. If like you got that, a good or? serve, I mean, just like with anything, if you have the fundamentals down, so you need good ball control. If okay. you have good ball control, then you can just be a ninja and place the ball. Mm-hmm. If you have a good serve, that's mm-hmm. a good start. Okay, but you just got to be able to pass the ball. What if I'm my best at, part of my game is rotating? <laughs> the substitution part? Yes. Like well, I'm already noticing some chink in the armor with this attitude we got going on right now because right now you're already defeated. So I will have you coach and commentate, but not play. Ben Lyons here on the show, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I had an absolute blast this week, making radio, making TV, trying to find... Musical moments after 2005 that yeah, impressed I mean, Mike Del Tufo. Sports moments in the 80s that just really didn't happen. Saw a moment last night, Kanye West in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, huh? What was he wearing? 
Was can he, you can you break down Kanye's outfit last night? I don't ben? know. He had a ma- he's he's been he's been masked like we all should be for for when we're in public. But he's wearing like a but he's this, like he's got the full mask like he's a got designer the ski mask. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got the the Yeezys on the red. I, I love the minimalist approach to it last night. He's just out at the fifty yard line, <laughs> just dancing in the Mercedes Benz dome down in Atlanta. Man, I missed everything last night. Apparently, I missed Jensen. I missed Kanye. Like the, yeah. I had a blackout in my. Uh, you just had too much fun with that uh, pepperoni pizza and uh, <laughs> no. wings combo at Rocco's my, yesterday for yeah. lunch. My block had a blackout from like seven thirty to about eleven thirty. Oh, so right. you ooh. thought it was the purge last I night? I thought yeah. the purge was happening, man. I had, my, <laughs> I had I had my own version of Lucille baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire by the door. I had my Marty Scurll, the villain, old school. <laughs> Uh, mask ready. I was ready to go, but it's weird, man. Just sitting in the dark. It's weird. That's weird, man. <laughs> yeah, Nothing. That's, that's a lonely place. That's tough. Right before the birthday, too. A lot of yeah. emotions. And I, <laughs> it was, it was like, should I should I drive I somewhere? What said, your past is your you ego. Get out right? of the garage. I'm like, should I drive somewhere? But no, the garage door the garage isn't open. You can't get out. So you, really and your bike got stolen. And, and my bike got, got stolen. You can't yeah. go anywhere then. Oh man. So yeah, it was. And I and I looked out the my peephole on my door, and it was pitch black in the hallway i said you know what i'm cool i'm just gonna light these three candles and uh sit here and and wait what do you think uh jason from friday bro i'm I'm down for whatever mike i'm down for whatever like if they were coming i was going out swinging that's all i know like i i had home i had you know home alone booby trap like the balcony the front door the windows so you miss kanye dancing in a football stadium last night that yeah Miss Kenley giving up a bunch of home runs, even though the Dodgers today coming out and saying, yeah, it's our guy. We're going to ride this Kenley Jensen thing out. Not sure Dave Roberts got kicked is, out for hey. the, uh, the second game in a row. And, and you missed this news about Michael Thomas. I t- well, surgery, uh, an interesting June or July surgery decision for Michael Thomas, going to be out for the foreseeable future for the Saints. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Brock? When you're making lots of Kevin Durant contorted faces over there, I know he's the newest addition to the Seven Two Three Club. He is a welcome KD to the Seven Two Three Club. TJ and I op- welcome you with open arms. Well, you're making Kevin Durant Kevin Durant faces over there. You look confused. Well, when I when I think about Michael Thomas, and I'm actually just going to look at this from a pure fantasy uh, point of view, uh, one of the most prolific wide receivers we've had since he's come into the league. Factual. Not so much last year. Obviously, missed a lot of time with the with the high ankle. But and then you look at Drew Brees gone. He was Drew Brees's favorite target. You know, hit hit him on those ten yard slants in the red zone, a beast. Jameis Winston. I don't know what that's going to look like in New Orleans for twenty twenty one. So when you look at Michael Thomas and you think about it from a fantasy point of view, now he may miss part of the beginning of the season. How many weeks is that? Is that all of September? Does that bleed into October? Not sure. Man, I think I'm passing on Michael Thomas and letting him pass be by several rounds, if at all. Figured he'd take a step back just from a fantasy point of view because, like you said, Drew Brees not under center, and then you throw this uh, on top of it. But just from a, a real football point of view. A real football point of view, why are you waiting so long to get surgery on your ankle if you knew it was jacked up? Wouldn't you have done that in January so you could be ready for the start of the season? So... Does that mean he's on his way out? Do we have another? Because there was rumors he was disgruntled to begin with, kind of, in New Orleans. It's interesting. We've had a lot of mobility from the high-profile receivers in recent years. See Odell change teams. Julio change teams. Now you might see Michael Thomas change teams. I don't, I don't, know, if, uh, I don't know if 
the ankle getting operated on in July is anything other than the fact that maybe they tried to rehab it and get it right. True. Probably naturally maybe. makes sense. acupuncture, water, I don't know, meditating crystals, just being more holistic and healthy. Yeah. Trying to do it though. I mean, anytime you can avoid surgery, that's a better yes. course of rehab. So maybe that was a thought process. Perhaps, but add it all up to what's been going on down there the last couple of seasons. Uh, not a good recipe for Mike Thomas's future in New Orleans. And it just clears the runway for another season of Tom Brady domination. <laughs> you got Michael Thomas out in New Orleans. You got big question marks in Carolina. This is just in the division. You got Kanye West dancing at the 50-yard line <laughs> for the Falcons. If anything, it, it's probably good news for Atlanta now that they can kind of move up to that two slot in the division with Kyle Pitts at tight end, a little more continuity, um, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, like let's go down there. I Trying think. to find another team in the NFC that I can get really excited about to challenge Tampa Bay. Well, let's presume that, I mean, there is Devontae Adams in Green Bay news, but like let's assume that him and Aaron Rodgers are back for 2021 at least, just one season. Why aren't they contenders again? Can we run that back? I, I think because, you know, being present uh, is, is the key to success. And if these guys already have a foot out the door, and yeah, they're running it back for one more year, and the news broke today that the, I guess the contract negotiations with, with Adams have stalled. So to have them back for one year, knowing that it will be their last, and they're already thinking about wh what's happening next year, I don't know if that's the, the recipe for success. It feels like very combustible in a lot of ways. They are the only contender I can think to challenge Tampa Bay. In the NFC, not not in love not, with Seattle, not in love with the Rams. No, the Rams lose Cam, Cam Akers. You don't know what that you know what Stafford's going to bring. You you think it's going to be better than Goff, but you don't know. There's so many question marks there. Their division is the toughest division in in football. You don't think San Francisco bounces back? I mean, they were. Can Jimmy G stay healthy. That's a huge question mark. But Hasn't they already, dra they already drafted his replacement. Who's sure? So you got a rookie now running that running the show yeah, there. You got to give you rookie, confidence to knock off Tom Brady and his white pants in July. No, there's nobody. There's <laughs> okay. nobody that I'm fired up for. Dallas, TJ, you fired up for these Cowboys this year? Always, baby. Yeah, Always. Course. You yeah, know, that's it, yeah. Here's Come the deal. On. A lot of people want to like crap on any sport fan who act like, "Yo, my team's going to win. My team's going to win," even though you might not. I kind of look at it like this. If you're going to invest so much of your time and your money and just your emotions into sports, like you said, do you think the Knicks are going to win your lifetime? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. But every basketball season, are you hyped? Are you ready? Are you excited to watch them? Do you go? Yeah, but my expectations are tempered. I'm just hoping for no former legends to be arrested in the crowd. <laughs> I'm rooting for uh, Oscar-winning directors to be allowed to sit in their seats. And go in the, and and go go in the regular, regular doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, things like that is what I cheer for. <laughs> so, yeah, team. I mean, I cheer in, like, the, do I believe every year, like, we're going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, no. But am I going to say it every year? Absolutely. Because it's, it's football, and it's fun, and it's sports, and we're supposed to be fanatics, and we're fans. So... Yeah, I'm going to yeah, get excited, you know. When the Memphis you know? Grizzlies draft a guy who on draft night has rock the vote on the inside of his jacket, and the Knicks draft a guy on draft night where it says Fortnite on the inside of his jacket, <laughs> you know, it really gets me fired up. Shout out to Kevin Knox. <laughs> Is he still on the team? think so probably <laughs> you go in the wormhole like rich does i actually like I as soon as it. i saw this man have a fortnite blazer at draft night i said nope I they mean, blew another pick he kind of answers that, that yeah that, he, does, he does he does but the thing about ben's uh he's still a fan and like still watches the game yeah still thinks that they're going to win yeah 
There's a lot of people in the basketball world who are disappointed, you know, with the Olympics finally here and Canada's run not getting all the way to Tokyo. We're not going to see RJ on that Olympic stage. Again, the RJ Barrett stand that's going on right now. He was born the day I graduated high school. It's destiny. It's in the stars. I don't know what, I don't know what that My means. dad was leaving as I got my diploma because Pedro was pitching in the Bronx. Somewhere in Canada, the future of <laughs> basketball was being born. <laughs> You don't think Minnesota, I'm just trying to think, Washington, Rich is big on Washington. Rich is huge on Washington, but we mm. had Peter Rosenberg, who's a member of the 723 Club. Happy birthday, Peter. Shout out. Yeah, I heard, I heard your interview with him on the radio. Had him on the club. <laughs> he said, Rich is absolutely crazy. Because real fans know that their team will never win. It's the people who aren't a fan of that team who have high expectations. Right. All right, we're going to be chatting with Action Bronson in about 20 minutes or so. Looking forward to that. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, it's, I, I, I think the Bucks are probably going to win the Super Bowl again, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Anytime you have a quarterback who's out of 49 years NFC. old, 43 years old, yeah, of course. <laughs> very, very old, yeah. There's going to be some question marks there, but, I mean, they just they, they look like they're ready to go. They're going again. They're ready to go. But Brady healthy. has to stay healthy. Like, Blaine Gabbert healthy. That's what I said. We said that the other Blaine day. Blaine Gabbert's not taking the Bucks to the Super Bowl. No, it's got to be. Brady's just got to play in health. Bro, but that, that defense back, right? is so good. Back. Everyone is back, Ben. All Everyone. 22 Everyone. back. So it's like, okay, imagine if something does happen to Brady. That Bucks D is one of the top Ds in That's the true. league. That's true. That wide receiving core of Godwin, Evans, and A.B., who let's not forget, you know, he had a few missteps, but if you were to tell me A.B. was the best receiver of the 2010s to the 2020, then I... I'm not going to argue that that point with you. So you have those guys. You have Gronk. You have the defense. You have the line. You know, maybe they could survive for a few. I'm not saying they could win a Super Bowl without Brady, but maybe, you know, they could have a little stretch there if something were to happen to Tom. I think that they could keep that that ship steering. I think the division is so bad for them that they're going to have so bad. six games right there that are that are very winnable, easy games that, you know, they didn't get last year. They lost in 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 New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, this year obviously they're going up to New England, which is going to be a, a great night of football. That um, is much watched. Much I think watched that's TV the most right anticipated regular season NFL game of all time. Anticipate NFL, I guess, of my lifetime. No. I'm trying to think of something no, with the stakes. Like, no, but just, like, like, just the story. It's, it's, it's and just, I, know, back. I know. I know. Not after that. the fact. Yeah, I, I get I mean, nervous with the superlatives, but I'm trying to think of a I mean, game that was him, more hyped up. More. Not the results. Not the fact that Michael Vick on his first Monday night game looked with the Eagles looked like a video game. and Not, not, the, not the outcome. But the actual anticipation yeah, the, heading just into kind of the, just it. Just Could Brady going back? Yeah, I'm with you there. Especially if both teams are 3-0. and Do you think Mark Wahlberg will come out and introduce the game like he did a few years ago in a very ill-fitting tight t-shirt promoting his protein bars? <laughs> when you're you, that jacked, is anything ill-fitting, though? High performance going to come out there? Do you think and how he'll, about leave those ha- he'll leave at halftime? Like the Sounds Falcons like JFK. How about oh. those pats? <laughs> Love Wahlberg. <laughs> How do you motherfucker? Once went to Iowa with him to uh, open up a grocery store and screen Patriot Day. He has a protein bar company with Draymond Green. You can tell that story next. (laughs) And Lions in for Rich, Rich Eisen Show.